Welcome back to High Fidelity Top 5, the weekly podcast where we analyze, discuss, and spin our thoughts on the movie High Fidelity, five minutes at a time. I'm Kathy Stoker. I'm David Stoker. I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, I'm Candice LaSalle. What's going on, everyone? How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Great. I think these are Chris's favorite minutes. Favorite minutes. <laughs> I have no notes for these minutes, and I will sit here silently until it's over. No notes. <laughs> Just a Uh-oh. reminder: we're on um, episode eighteen minutes. Nope, we're on. Ep- yes, we're on episode eighteen minutes eighty-six to ninety, um, where we begin with Rob asking Laura if she wants him at her father's funeral, and they end with Rob saying he is sorry to Laura once again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do we think? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh, oh, Let's gosh. see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna quote Laura in the beginning of these minutes. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Oh. She doesn't care if if he, he comes. Goes. Doesn't care if he goes. I'm not gonna hold your hand. Yeah. I guess she's allowed to be like that. Why she? Why'd she call? Why'd she call? Because well, her mom. Her... Mom yes. said. Yeah. yeah. His dad. Her dad always liked him. I think right. she's also in an emotional state in which she's feeling like she's focusing on her father's death. She probably does want Rob there, but can't be vulnerable and say that because mm. she's the one who's still with Ian. Mm-hmm. Does, does he mention to her, does he say to her, like, or I think, does he say, like, is Ian going to be there or is yes. Ray going to be there? And yes. she's, yeah. she hangs up on him, right? She doesn't even answer him. Oh, I thought she said no. Yeah, she said no. And oh, then does she? Up. In this yeah. conversation, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there is a note I had is that I hate phone conversations in movies and TV. Because no phone conversation ever ends like it does in real life. People don't say bye. They just hang up, right? Or they make plans. Like, all right, yes, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And then they hang up, and they don't say where or when they're going to see them. So there's all this stuff that they always leave out of these conversations, and it drives me nuts. I'd love to end a phone conversation just by hanging up. That's, that know. seems awesome. <laughs> I, so, I mean, I, I'm done with this conversation. I'm just going to silently put the phone down. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yes, that would be fun. I agree. Yeah, but, I'm going to try it next time I'm talking to one of you guys. Okay. All of a sudden, I'm not going to be there. But right, come, <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> as I as I often do on this show, it brings me back to Seinfeld when they were doing some sort of like, um, it was like everyone had call waiting and it had like three of them on the screen and Jerry's like, they all hang up and Jerry's like, hello, <laughs> right? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> so he. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Well, it, it's, I forget which one of you said it, but did she she hung up on him like in anger? I thought she just no, said, she just, no, she I think she just hangs up. She just, just hangs up. up. Okay. She doesn't right. like slam the phone down like bam. Right. No, but that's the thing. Yeah. So she said no. You know, Ian's not coming, and then she just quietly hangs up. So, yeah. I mean, is that a valid question? Should Rob have even asked that? Yes. Yeah. Sure. I think it's a, I think it's a valid question. She's living with him. She's living yeah, with but, him. Like but her dad just died, and she asked him to go to the funeral. So, it really, doesn't matter if Ian's going or not. I mean, really, does he want to do this for Laura, or is he doing this? I mean, could he suck it up and deal with it, even if Ian what? is there? Oh, 
I mean, I guess maybe he can prepare himself. It doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to go, but... Mm. So you're you're okay with Ian going. That's what you're saying. Well, I... Uh, no, I don't know if that's what I'm saying. You like Ian. No. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I just... I'm like, it just seems like, really, is that... It feels a little petty to be asking her, mm-hmm. is Ian going to the funeral when she just told him her dad died? Yeah. I mean, what? that's a, like, really? She that should, really shouldn't. Well, this is the conversation after that, right? So the first conversation is he calls her and she's like, my dad died. And then she hangs up on him. So this is the conversation after she sort They're of... They're wearing the same clothes, so it's not the next day. What, right, later, it's not the next yeah. day. It's probably so I still like don't an, think it's... Yeah. I don't I don't think he needed to ask that question. Right, he could have asked, is it Liz who's the friend? Yep. Yeah. He could have, like, called and asked her as a side note if he really needed to know. Yeah. I have a love-hate yeah. relationship with Liz in this, these minutes. Okay, well... <laughs> right. Hold that thought for a minute. So it's so it's on par. His question about Ian is is on par with him asking, "Is the sex good with Ian?" Right. right. So he's he's, he's, he's yeah. figuring out where yeah where Ian fits in all of this. Where her... so it's kind of valid, right? Because well, it's a, it... it's valid based on his who he is, but I just don't think it was the right thing to do. Right. Not the time for that. Not the time for that. Right at that time. Yeah. I agree with you. It's not the time for that, but I, under- I understand why he asked it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, I feel like I would like him to say, you know, what what can I do for you, or is there some way I can support you? But I do think that he's, there's still all these like mixed feelings of frustration and anger. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then he gets off the phone. And he's, he's all like, out, it's, yeah, it's do you want to take it away, Dave, for that split scene transition? <laughs> I can't even stop laughing about it because it's so funny. Uh, so, yeah, Barry's like having his own little concert out in the <laughs> out in part of the store. Singing. Singing. He's like, uh, whatever he's singing. Um, Angina or something. The night, the night Laura's daddy died. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the night Laura's yeah. daddy's died. <laughs> Would angina's <laughs> tough. <laughs> like, and then Rob's like, he's like, I've heard enough, and comes out and basically grabs him and starts slapping him in the face. Yeah, my my note was, why can't the movie be just this all the time? <laughs> I would watch two hours of this behavior. Okay, are there any movies out there with that are like that? Yes. Yeah. Any other Jack Black movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is pretty early Jack Black, so we're getting, you know, this is where we all kind of probably learn to love him, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Appreciate his, you know. I, I think, I, I, mean, I just meant, you know, I think we talked about it before, like, they could just done the whole movie about just these the, three guys the three working guys. at a record shop. <laughs> like, right. They would been completely right. happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's based on a book that's not about three guys in a record shop. Right. Chris. Yeah, the book, yeah, right. sitcom. You could have a whole series. <laughs> Coming from NBC, three guys in a record shop. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so I that's... do think this is kind of a breakout scene for Jack Black, like a build-up or a crescendo of his character because he does have his own concert, as you say, and kind of lets it all fly out. I, I yeah. think what I enjoy about this sort of is that while he's singing, which he's clearly singing to Dick, Dick has his back to him. <laughs> like, he's sort of paying attention, but he's like, 
Not really. Like, well, it's Dick's probably like, like, I don't know, like, this is completely insensitive. Right. And this is Annie. I don't see Dick appreciating no. these moments. I don't know. I think Dick's a little bit more in touch with human emotion than that. Well, yeah, obviously from the last five minutes when, you know, uh, Rob comes out and tells them and, you know, he's like, Laura's dad died and, you know, Perry's like, oh, great. And right. Dick, Dick does say, like, you know, sorry, Rob. You know, I think he, right. he, he you sort of just hear him say that. But, yeah, yeah, you can definitely tell the two personalities of, like, level yeah. of caring. Right. right. No, but it is funny that his back is to him. That's yeah, kind of. it's probably used like to. A... Right, Barry. And in, in this scene, maybe, Chris, you could say you, we got an answer to a question with one of the props. I did, yeah. So you can, so Dick's sitting on the counter next to that red and gold box, which we finally figured out. Through the power of the internet, <laughs> yeah. what it is—it's a—it's um, uh, a Honer uh, Examina One harmonica tester. I love that so much. How cool is that? That's so, a thing. It's very so, cool. So how does it work, Chris? So it's essentially—it does like we thought. It folds down. It's like a bellows. You know the things yep. you kind of pump, pump to you know blow air on a fire. Mm-hmm. So you put a harmonica in the tray in the front, and then you push down on the bellows you push the red big red surface and it blows air through the harmonica to test it so you can tell if it's in tune or something or oh or that's where what does the metal thing on the top do i think that's the handle so the you 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 kind of hold it and put you can either push down with your palm or you hold the handle where does, the, where does the harmonica go it's in that little it's, you don't see it very often in the movie but there's like a it looks i, I kept calling it like a keyboard yeah. there's like two rows of uh you know facing the inside of the counter it's facing in that the harmonica would sit in. Oh, I thought the harmonica went in that metal piece, like that's what up I thought. Yeah. That. Oh, no, I don't think but. so. I think that's to. I think the person behind the counter would. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's super cool, and I I was just like blown away that someone knew what that was. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give credit. It is. It was a friend of ours. I had I had looked high and low on the internet, yeah. just you know trying to generically search for what's a red and gold origami box. You know what would that be? You know, <laughs> right, right. all these random things getting nowhere. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out on my Facebook feed and say, anybody know what the heck this thing is? And a friend of ours who's a musician, he's like. Yeah, it's harmonica tester. I'm like, but what? What? And then I searched on harmonica tester, and the first thing that popped up was that thing. Was Are there it? newer ones? Like, or uh, is that just like the classic is, harmonica tester? Maybe, I don't. I didn't go much further than that to say is is you know right. is, is Harmon the the harmonica the, tester standard? Right. I don't know, uh, but it's it's also old. I think it was from the seventies. What, what, so yeah, what, old what like us. Did, what number yeah. did you say this was? What number? Number what? You said what kind of? It's the Honer what? Oh, the Honer Examina 1. Okay. So, yeah, so this one. was made in Germany in the 70s. There you go. So then I go back to, well, where did, they come, where did it come from then? In How did it get to be in the store? Right. That's my question. Why is it there? eBay. Did Laura give it to him? Like I thought that was a theory I had. Laura gave it to him as a gift. I could see that. I don't see any one of those three buying that. Yeah, but why, should, why would she give it to him? Because it's thoughtful and it's interesting and it's different. Yeah, I mean all those things. Like I'm like I want one, just because it's yeah. like a conversation piece. Like what the heck is this? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a different, unique. It's musical, and obviously, I mean I don't know. I guess we don't. Does he? He doesn't play music that we know of, but he likes music. Yeah, I think it fits. It's yeah. yeah. Anyway, and so, maybe they sell harmonicas, or maybe they sell harmonicas in the store, and one of the guys purchased it because 
They needed that. Because you need it. Who knew you would need that? Makes sense. Makes Who a lot wants of sense. to be blowing on a harmonica? You can't test that. Ew, gross. Ew. Ew. I wonder who decided, like, on set, like, let's put this prop here. Probably the set designer. Yeah. (laughs) I know, Chris. I just... But why, right? Well, how did they... Yeah, it's very very unique and it's very... Yeah. I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, yeah. So I thought that was great that we found that answer out. Totally. So did, did you guys know that the, the song Barry's singing, you know, he's he's spoofing a real song. Did you guys know yeah. that? I did know yeah. that. Okay, yeah. I so didn't night, yeah. know that. What is it? It's The the Night Chicago Died. Yeah. Um, uh, it's by Paper Lace. In the script, um, Barry's actually singing uh, Candle in the Wind. <laughs> oh. And he's that. like, um, you lived your life like a dentist in the wind, <laughs> is what he said <laughs> about Laura's dad. You know... <laughs> That's that's funny too, but I, it's funny the two things. So he he sings about angina in, yeah. on screen. He knows he knows. Yeah. Uh, Laura's dad's a dentist in on, in the script, so he knows an awful lot about well, Rob's ex girlfriend's dad. Well, I do think is he making an assumption that it was angina that killed him? I mean, he, how does he know that at this moment? I mean, we didn't see Laura tell Rob. I know that's the thing, like because we we know we, the audience knows he had angina because it was foreshadowed on the oh, message. Uh, oh right, the message sorry. Mom oh left for God, Rob. hashtag bad podcaster. I don't know. But but, <laughs> but it's still not the question. Still valid. Well, how would Barry know that Laura's dad has angina? They could, they could be talking. Yeah, think so. Over the over the course of the relationship. Yeah, like he could definitely have said that. Like Rob told them. Told Barry and Dick. Yeah. Or Laura yeah. could have. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, you know what? Much. Why aren't you doing so good today, Rob? Well, you know, Laura's dad's not doing too well. You know, his angina's acting up. He's got the angina. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that is a good point that he does know. So he is listening. He is. He's yeah. maybe not as much of a turd as we think he is. <laughs> right, right. He just doesn't know how to like connect in a oh, real God, way. Oh God, no! God, no! Yeah. And then it quickly. I found it a little well. I guess it wasn't that difficult, but like you go from that sort of humorous scene of him of Rob beating up Barry. <laughs> I know right, I kind of love funeral. <laughs> which, what? Yeah, you know. Well, I found it looked like Rob was gonna like laugh a little bit at the end of that. Yeah, that was. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, that must. Yeah, have we go to the serious moment of yes, um, the funeral, the casket and the, uh, the priest at the end, and yeah, the, the very small church, very small. Like, I don't, yeah, it's a very small church. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it holds maybe 20 people. Hmm. That's all I'd need. Oh. Aw. I'm just saying. I don't know. You don't want a big crowd coming to your funeral? Uh, does that sound like me? No. 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 I'd be overwhelmed in my casket. Uh-huh. We, could, we could invite our podcast audience. <laughs> I still could probably use that church. <laughs> Did anybody was anybody distracted by the fake water on the windows above the priest? No. No. Yeah, it was really distracting to me. It's like fake he, water. I don't know. It looked like somebody's just running hoses on the windows. And it's to make it look well, maybe like they raining. don't have gutters. Maybe that church doesn't have gutters. I don't know. It just looks fake. It bugged me. Their collection money isn't paying for gutters. <laughs> I thought it was so typical of Rob to like turn around, break the fourth wall, and then talk about the songs he would want. It's his at his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, which I went and listened to those songs. Oh, did you? I did. And? Well, I didn't really like any of them. And (laughs) I don't know. The, the, um... The river crossing, what was the... Uh, oh. Many Rivers to Cross. Many Rivers to Cross. Yeah. It sounded very funerally to me at the beginning. And um, I didn't particularly like the man's voice who's singing it. Jimmy Cliff, what? Sorry. Wow. Sorry, Jimmy Cliff. <laughs> Does he sing other songs that I would know? I think he's a, isn't he a famous uh, reggae artist? <laughs> You're asking me like I would know. <laughs> No, I, shamefully, I don't know much of Jimmy Cliff at all. So, so I, no, I, I didn't. Um, and what about Aretha Franklin? Angel. Uh, I guess I didn't give that one a really great listen. Okay. It just wasn't working for me. What about You're the Best Thing that Ever Happened to Me by Gladys Knight? Well, that's a good one, I have to say. But I did think that was interesting what he said. He imagines a woman sing, getting up and singing that. But who would that? Like, that's just so, like, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I appreciated that honesty you know that he mm-hmm. i don't know he left one out in the book uh he also says uh, one of the songs is one love by bob marley oh. Oh. which is a great Good one tune. Yeah. i know that one yeah 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 did anyone yeah. think it was weird how the casket was that descended into the well, altar i was going to ask because i have not been to many funerals um, I guess that's a good thing, but I'm like, well, I didn't. So I didn't know if that's a thing that happens. I, yeah, I, I didn't I've know. I've been to a sheriff funerals, and I've never seen that happen. Yeah, yeah, I've been, little... yeah, I've been to a couple funerals, and I, I, I've never seen that. Ha- I mean, the only time I've ever seen that happen in movies is when they're actually at the gravesite, and right. they lower it well, down. Well, that's different. That's are they lowering it into the like a crematorium, and it's just gonna light on fire? So, in this, that's where they're. That's where they are. They're. They're. It's well, this seems like a normal oh, occurrence. So it's they, just gonna get. He's just gone. They, yeah. When they walk out the door, they get the urn. That fast, eh? Uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Drive through. So that's what's happening. So it's lowering into a pit of fire. Uh, no. <laughs> sure the, can you just, imagine if you could see the flames? Like I'm just as cold-hearted as Barry. Oh, the flames coming out. That's terrible. Sorry, everybody. Um, and then yeah. Laura is, is obviously very distraught. Yes. Well, I wanted to go back. The minister, did you look? He is actually uh, uh, Dick Cusack. Cusack is John's yeah. dad. Their oh, dad. Really? I don't, oh, wow. I'm not what sure possessed me to look up. Look at you. Good research, people. Candace. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. I know Chris usually does that. Yeah, oh, that's great. But I yeah. thought that was cool. It is cool. Yes, very. So, Dad, your only job in this thing is you're going to turn around, you're going to go press a button on a wall, and then yeah. you're going to look at the casket go down. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, that's all yeah. you're going to do. Has his father been in other movies, do you know? Uh, he was, was an actor, but I yeah, don't know. A, I think okay. he, at least, what's the, um, I always, I keep forgetting, the, the White Sox movie, Eight Men Out. Yeah. yeah. There's an Eight Men Out, so he's okay. been, a, I think it was two or three with, with his kids. Oh, all right. Um, I mean, so now, like, thinking about Laura's cry in the church, um, I guess it makes a. I mean, that's pretty dramatic. If he is lowered down, I mean, really, am I? Am I? Is he lowering down into like to be? No, probably a storage area. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, are they going to burn the casket too? God, I sound so ignorant. They don't do that. Just do. They 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 don't burn the casket. Sometimes they do. 
What if it's metal? I well, guess you need a wooden one. Obviously, if it's not metal, they don't. No, but, but I was thinking they would just wheel him out after. I, I love believe, this. I can't believe we're talking about Grimmjoy. We don't know. This it'd be sadder if we knew all the details and particulars. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, guess well, I think that's true. that's yeah. I'm like, is this a church? I mean, it seems like yeah. this is this is. I know, but it's super tiny. It has this weird. I have never been in a church that has a rope. A, a, a lowering device for caskets. Yeah, yeah, so that's what makes me think. Well, you said, Chris, in the book, that they're in the... Uh, yeah, it's in the script, too. That, that yeah, they were, yeah, I did see Liz that. Liz was taking script. the... Liz giving a, was giving Rob a ride to the crematorium. Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, so... So, yeah, I guess that's... Yeah, I don't think they're literally lowering him into fire, but they're probably lowering him down into the area where the I like that crematorium better. action is happening. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, so I, Laura's cry, right? It's pretty yeah. uh, guttural. Gut. I, I was gonna say the same thing. <gasps> guttural. Wow. Mm, I was gonna say over the top. Oh, <laughs> over, over the, the top. Oh my god, the insensitivity. So, uh, well, what do you think, Kathy? What's your word? Well, I think guttural, um, primal, primal, real devastated. Yeah. I remember seeing it's echoey in there. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I just the, the way she she cried, like her mom and her sister, like are not like that devastated, yeah, and she, I just felt like it, to me, I, I, I didn't feel. I want to say I felt empathy for her, uh-huh. but I didn't when she did that cry. I felt like that it was. I guess I feel like that's more of a cry of a mother losing a child than a daughter losing a father, but that's probably not a fair thing to say. Right, maybe because we never saw the relationship between the right. two. Well, obvi- obviously, yes. Right. I, and I'm basing it solely on the perception of what I know about Laura, my dislike for her, yeah. and the way she just sort of, the way she sort of cried. I just I just felt it was not, I, I'm, I'm not 100% empathetic for it. And maybe that moment of the casket lowering totally caught her off guard. Absolutely. And like, oh, and it just was just like yeah. shocking you know i mean that's pretty wow. dramatic i'm not like mm-hmm. i'm sure. like can you wait till everyone's out of the room yeah you know like yeah. do you have to watch them lower the casket like that i don't know but maybe that's closure i don't know god i'm not good at this can we move on <laughs> I, do, I just want one thing uh i remember i saw it was a remake of romeo and juliet with what's his face what's her face yeah those two Claire Danes and Leonardo. I've never seen it. And I remember seeing the theater and, you know, spoiler alert, right? When Does someone die? Romeo dies. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think Juliet wakes up, right? Yeah. Just as he's dying. And, and she has a similar moment, a similar, similar reaction, like a guttural, you know, cry out that, oh, no, you know. And, and uh, people in the theater laughed. Oh, because and I'm like, whoa! Probably a bunch of teenagers in that movie, though. Whoever, it probably, but whoever was, it totally like you know just ruined the moment. And like, this is not a laughing moment. This is like the most tragic moment of the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, but it it made it it reminded me of of her of her cry too. Mm. Yeah, I haven't. Did you feel moved that Rob clearly was choked up and was teary-eyed and really Oh, sad? absolutely. I feel like he's very sympathetic to what Laura's going through. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be mean to Laura. It's just, she's the only one crying in the entire right. crematorium. Like, right. that's, 
all I was getting at was okay. that I just like why is the you know I would feel like if my spouse had just passed away as that's me I, I know I would feel <laughs> I would be feeling that like I would be feeling that guttural like seeing you lower down into the thing but, <laughs> thank you and this feels weird no I'm just saying like we're talking about it so right. um I yeah I just feel like it's weird that her as the daughter she's the only one you can hear crying in the whole place and it's like super loud right and i just i'm like can you not yeah can you you wait till you're in the car yeah muffle that stuff control yourself (laughs) oh my gosh all of you i think it's like really emphasizing like how she's mourning and then i think we have this moment of rob you know, really feeling this connection or empathy or just so sad because his ex-girlfriend is grieving, like, the way she right. is. Or he's, or he's embarrassed, like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Laura. My girlfriend's making a scene. Yeah. <sighs> Typical Laura. Hi. <laughs> there she goes again. <sighs> We're joking. We're joking. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm being the serious one. Uh, before we before we leave the funeral scene, yes. the uh, so we we do get a shot of Laura's mom and yes. Laura's sister Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've already heard Laura's mom on the answering machine, so we mm-hmm. we've talked about her. So she's played by Laura White, is yeah. the actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Laura sister Joe. Um, this is the first time I think we're seeing her, and she, uh, she's played by Jill Peterson. Um, uh, this is actually her first like acting gig, oh, wow. uh, and she's done mostly TV work. Uh, since then, uh, and Candace, you might know her as I did. I, Mrs. Walker, uh, <laughs> Lex and Katie. Yeah, yeah, Lex and Katie. <laughs> Did anyone watch that show? No. <laughs> so it's a, uh, yes, I don't. I have to go back and watch Mrs. Uh, who she yeah, is. Yeah, I thought it was the neighbor, but not the neighbor because she's only like a few episodes. Yeah, but. no, it's not the neighbor. So yeah. yes, if you have children, you probably watched Lex and Katie and the tweens. Tweens, yeah, it's a tween show. Yeah. Uh, so. Anywho, so just yeah. some more more characters. And also, I saw that she was uh, in an episode of Superstore yes. as a customer. Yep. Yep. Oh, all right. Yeah. But that seems like, hmm, you went from high fidelity to a, a customer in Superstore? <laughs> yeah. Got to take what you can get. I guess so. The acting world's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then we move on to, are we in, like, Laura's house or her mother's house, I would guess? Is that where we go next? Yep. Which no? they answer some questions. Uh, mm. So we did, we talked we talked about when Laura's mom left that answering machine message that she had an accent, and uh, and we yes. talked about that. Like, how come Laura doesn't have an accent? Yes. And wait a minute, the actress is from Denmark or wherever. And uh, on the on the mantle behind um, John and, and Liz as they're talking, uh, there's pictures of uh, a windmill from Holland. Uh, there's some Denmark flags uh, on the shelf. Uh, so. Nice catch, Chris. So I think that uh, I'm not. I'm not going to take full credit for this, but it was pointed out to me. By who? Uh, by the internet. Oh. <laughs> um. So I think this. You know, there's. They're either making that connection to the actress, um, or right. who's well, playing I... Laura, or which I can never pronounce her name. Ibn. Ibn. I don't know. Ibn. Um, or they're just tying it together. That. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty cool to do that. To yeah. tie that together like yeah. that. It's subtle. It is subtle, but yes. smart. Yep. Yeah, I like that. 
It's a nice house. Fancy. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people. (laughs) But then what do you think of the conversation between Laura's sister and Liz? Well, first first Rob says, hey, Joe, and she totally ignores him. Yeah. And then just goes right to talking to Liz. And then, you know, she explains, you know, mom's okay. Laura's really, you know, broken up and. Um, and then they go into the discussion about all the stuff that's been going on with Laura and how hard it's been for her. And this is the part where I think I sort of like hate Liz right now because like, why would you even talk about that? Like that's that for me is like clearly Rob standing right there. Why would you bring that up right now? Yeah. And then and then he's like he's like you know you don't have to he, his kind of response is a little jerky but he's kind of like you know I, I I I you can just keep talking like I'm not here and then Liz is like yeah we're not talking about you we're talking about Laura which although Rob's right they are talking about him because yeah. Yeah. of the side eyes that both Joe and Liz give him it's clearly the conversation is about him. And right, that's but, why I just feel like Liz, I'm just like, shut up, Liz. Just shut up. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel I feel good in the sense of Rob sort of sticking up for himself. Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel a little like you know, sticking up for himself in front of Joe. Eh, her dad just died. I'm, yeah, the whole conversation's a little, I mean, if it was just between him and Liz, I think that would have been fine. But I, I agree. Neither, Liz didn't need to go into anything in front of Joe. And Rob, I don't know. Doing out of loyalty to Laura, but do you think that, because she supposed Laura's with Ian, so why is Laura, at this point, Laura still broken up over Rob, which it probably is. Yeah. But shouldn't they have, like, moved on and now she's with Ian? I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't. I think that Liz is just using it as a, is an excuse to, you know, rub Rob's nose in it. Thank him. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. But a I mean, little, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess did they know that Laura wanted him there. I mean, he didn't just show up. Maybe they think he just, I don't know. I guess Liz probably knows that. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely tense. Between but yeah. Vehicle. So yeah. Liz brings up the whole thing about like, with Rob right there about their relationship and how hard it's been. And, you know, it's just awful. And then Rob, you know, says, don't mind me. And then, you know, she launches into it. And then because Rob defends herself, then she goes, well, we shouldn't be talking about this here. Like, do you really want to do this here? And I can say the same thing to Liz. Like you brought up the conversation. You started it. Like Rob is just defending himself. And, but she does say the thing at the end about if he would just have said, sorry, Yes, and I that's what that's the part I think I really like Liz because she's sort of like the switch goes off and Rob's head is like maybe I never did tell her right. I'm sorry. Right. And you know, he sort of has the epiphany right. in that moment of and you know, as the minutes we we see he he explains it, but it just yeah. I I definitely did not like Liz at the beginning of this, but when she does tell him that, then I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." But I just yeah. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, the whole s- moment is, is stressful all around. And I agree, Liz isn't getting any points for me either in this moment. But. Chris, any thoughts? <laughs> nope. 
Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think she's, yeah, I do. I think she's using the, I don't know, the pretense of talking to Joe to, you know, zing Rob a little bit. And um, so I feel like she's trying to start a fight, even though yeah. you know, she's making him look bad because he's, you know, taking the bait. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so. But he does have that moment, and then he goes over to Laura, waits for her, because she's saying, you know, hugging a bunch of people, and then he says, I'm sorry. And then there's obviously this moment, and then cue the music. Well, yeah, they sort of have that connection. Like, I think she understands that she's not just, he's saying sorry for everything, for for her father. She's saying, he's saying sorry for everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, I had my note was turning point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So roll the credits. There's no need to watch the rest of the movie. Oh, Chris. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I see that, but there's good stuff that happens later. There's still isn't plot, there? to, plot yeah. stuff that has to wrap up. Man. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We got to close some threads. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it's because you don't like these five minutes, Chris. <sighs> so boring. <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> So then I did find it interesting that then she, like, gets her coat on and, like, takes her hair down. Well, he sort of, yeah, he leaves. He goes out in the rain. Pouring rain. Yeah. Of course it is. It's always right. raining. That's his yeah. thing, man. He loves going out in the rain. He's like, oh, it's raining out. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> I got to get out there. So, yeah, she sort of, like, yeah, puts on her, her jacket. She's clearly going after him. Yeah. Um. I'm waiting for one of you to make a comment about the hair. My note was, uh, Liz is letting her hair down. Can she also let her bangs down? <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> Liz? You said Liz. You mean Laura? Oh, I wrote Liz. I meant Laura. Yep. <laughs> she has a lot of hair. Yeah. What's the song? Like the other hair, not the bangs. <laughs> What's the song that's playing? It's uh, Bob Dylan's Most of the Time oh. from his album Mercy in 1989. Bob Dylan. Most of the time. Candace wanted me to sing the I whole song. I wanted you to but... sing it because he sang it when he looked it up. But... Oh, did he sing it good? He did. Oh, I love Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan really sing that song? Yeah. Sort of talks it. Oh, come on now. <laughs> there are Bob Dylan fans... And there are not Bob Dylan fans. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying I don't like Bob Dylan. Just saying. I don't. Not I'll say one. it. No. Don't we have a Bob Dylan Christmas album, Chris? Oh, it's amazing. Is it? Oh. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> That's awesome, It's amazing. He, yeah. Big jingle bells. Jingle bells. Jingle it's, bells. It's, jingle bells yeah, all I mean, the way. It's like he has seven cigarettes in his mouth and he's... <laughs> Singing a whole lot. That's great. Is that why his voice is so rough? Is he a smoker or is that just his voice? Well, I think he's 100 years old. He's probably smoked his whole he life. He wasn't always 100 years old. Well, yes, his voice has gone dramatically changed from oh. when he was younger. Yeah, so okay. So was is he a smoker? Is I, that why? I or? don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm okay. assuming so. but um, it could just be. But he, could, but he still, I don't know, is... Uh, unique as his voice sounds now, it still mm. works for me. Mm-hmm. He still mm-hmm. pulls it off, but I know it, it does uh, rub some people the wrong way. Yeah. Most of the time? Most of the time. Ah, nice. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, it's, 
does Rob go to like a bus stop? Yeah, I, I found that choice very interesting that he goes in pouring rain and waits for the bus. Well, where else would he go? I don't know. Like, I mean, Liz how, drove him. How did he get to the house to begin with? I think Liz drove him. Yeah, I think Liz drove him. Really? Because they weren't sitting together. Oh, well, it says it in the script. Yeah, the script said Liz gave him a ride. Oh, Oh. So now how's he going to get home? I Mm -hmm. guess you could have called a cab. Right, there's no Uber. It's more dramatic to sit at the bus stop, though. No cell phones. Of course. Right, no cell phones. No cell phones. And then what do you think about he does have this epiphany moment? Yeah, do we all feel better about him now? He's... He's never committed. He had one foot out the door, prevented him from doing a lot of things, mm-hmm. kept his options open. Like, yeah, yeah, duh, duh. We could all see that. We've known that since we met you. But are these all the things that we've been disliking? Uh, we've complained about him the whole Yeah, it's podcast. like he's sort of, he's growing as a character. He's growing as a person. You know, he's no longer thinking about himself. He understands, like, what Liz said to him. He says, sorry. And now he's like, yeah, I I screwed up. You know, there were a lot of things I screwed up. I can't take it back, but, you know, maybe I can learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel a little badly for all the mean things I said about him now. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think, yeah, he's, it's nice to see him turn that corner. I found it interesting that, um, you know, he's talking about, <clears throat> he's talking about Laura and all. You know, I never committed to her or whatever, but but he also says that it, it said it's prevented him from doing a lot of other things, including like thinking about his own future. So in some ways, he's you know he's having an epiphany about his relationship with Laura, but also about himself. Yeah, um, well, yeah, he's growing as a person. So he he never he probably was just stuck in that mode of I go to the record store, I hang out with Barry and Dick, and I come home. You know, and like that's my life. I never you know I'm never going to amount to anything more or whatever. And he never thought, and I, th- I always thought, I always took the, it never allowed me to do the other things, because maybe he meant things with her, you know, whether it was marriage, whether it was a family, moving in a house, going on vacations, or whatever, you know, I just think it's like, maybe there were other things on his list, you know, top five lists that he would, wanted to do that he never got around to doing, because he was such a jerk. Oh. It's a good thing Laura's father died. For him to realize all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it often is in a tragedy or you know traumatic moment that sometimes people do have these epiphanies mm-hmm. or life perspective. Why doesn't Just... he have a raincoat? <laughs> or an umbrella. I mean, it was raining at the crematorium. You know, presumably it would have been raining when he left his apartment. Maybe he didn't think he was going to leave the house. and Oh, yeah, I... maybe he left without it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was going to arrive from Liz. He didn't think he was going to have a big fight yeah. with Liz. Yeah, true, true. Good point, good point. Did, did you laugh when he sees Laura's car coming around the corner and he jumps over the fence? Her snob. <laughs> her, I know. So is that her sob or is it her dad's sob? Like, she does seem like she would drive a sob. Yeah. Wait, where are sobs made? Those are Swedish, I think. Swedish. Yeah. It's close. Yeah, snobs. Snob. Is that what it's snob? Yeah. I just <laughs> got that. <laughs> I don't know why, though, he hides behind the fence. Is he embarrassed? I don't know. I Maybe he just doesn't want to talk to her right now, or maybe she... I don't know. Like, he... Then he's all muddy and... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he must be a mess. That is some sloppy, gross mud. 
Don't get in my car. Stand out in the rain for a little bit longer. I, I did have this moment, even though I, I've watched a movie before, like, oh, no, is she going to miss, like, seeing him? But she does see him and then rolls down the window. <laughs> yeah, to tell him he's an idiot. Yep. Yeah, yeah I guess he kind of is. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, I feel like that's such a movie line, too. Like, oh, you're an idiot. Come here. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> You're an idiot. I love you. Come here. Right, right. What a dumb dumb. I, I can't think of, I feel like I've seen that in a lot of like rom coms. Right. What an idiot. Yeah. But then it ends that way, right? That's the end of the minute. Yeah. Or the he says he, he says he's he's sorry again. So oh, twice yeah, right, we get right, two right. sorries. Yeah, he says I really story. am sorry and then yeah. she's like, Thank you. <laughs> well, how's that Dave? Thank you. And then the credit, and then the credits roll. Everything's cool now. How's that little dance go? I can't get past how dirty he is, and he's getting in the car. Yeah, he's got like mud all in his hands. I know. Is he rinsing them off in a puddle or something? I just don't understand how that all happens because he's like disgustingly gross. I yeah. like five minutes. Sometimes I can't suspend my disbelief. I some things like I always have a hard time for watching like a show or a movie and like someone's house gets like all destroyed and messed up and I'm like, Oh my god, it stresses me out so much <laughs> I can't like, oh it's just a movie, it's just a set, it's not real. Him getting in the car all muddy and disgusting. Well, he's he's also in somebody's like front yard. So how often do, is it rain so much that it turns your front yard into a mud pool? So if it's raining that much, you should have a coat. <laughs> and I'm thinking but maybe yeah. the dirt is washing off as he's walking over to the car. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you'd have to. I think you'd have to rinse yourself off in a puddle a bit. <laughs> I guess we'll find out in the next five minutes what happens. Yes, we will. We will. We have to wait a whole week. Oh no. man! Do we find out how he Stay gets tuned. cleaned? Same hmm. bad channel, same bad time. <laughs> well, that means we get to do our songs, our, our playlist now, top five. What and what top five is that? Um, why you fill us in, Candace? Um, top five songs you want played at your funeral? My right. funeral? What? Uh oh. Yes, Chris. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, Chris. <sighs> Oh, Chris. Oh, oh, dear listeners, this is a hot topic for us and Chris and his list. I think Chris should go first. Yes, I agree. Chris should Chris go, should go first. first. Shoot. Okay. Oh. Why shoot? Do you want me to go first? Well, because I have like 10 and I, I don't know if I've, I, I, oh, I don't know if I've got him into. So I also wanted to this this one. I wanted to make sure it was, you know, the the list of songs is also in the order I would want them played at oh my funeral. Oh my god! I did so, not do that. Notes, so, so I'm gonna okay. Here we go. I'm, just, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of do it off the cuff from my ten. But first one would be "Bye Bye Blackbird" by Joe Cocker. Okay. Um, and uh, shoot. <laughs> um, there, this one's gonna sound self-serving, but it's it's uh, it's called "Someone Great" by LCD Sound System. <laughs> It's, it is about when somebody, you know, somebody leaves your life. Uh, but it's it's a fantastic song that I would want people to listen to. And they maybe they would chuckle because he's like, wait, he's playing the song at his own funeral and it's, it's about when someone's great is gone. Hey. So. Um, wait to hear my list. 
I, I, again, it was it was just this mixed bag of um, do I want to cheer people up? Do I want people just to say you know just remember me from all some of my favorite music? Like oh yeah, that's totally yeah, that's a Chris thing or whatever. You know, it was like I was having a hard time putting it all together. Mm. Um, so the next one was is Bad by U2 which is one of amazing songs. It's also very long. So some of these songs are pretty long, which is, you know, drag mm. it out. Mm. Figure the funeral will be, you guys will all be sitting right. around like... Watch you get lowered into the yeah. fire pit. Right. Like, how much longer does this song go on? What? God. Can you, is, are they live long. versions? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. It should be the live version yes. of Bad, which yeah. is like three months like, long. Yep, that's Chris. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the Peter Gabriel version of Heroes would have to go in here um, because it's, it's, it's kind of somber. But it also it's one of my favorite songs like ever. Um, it has this amazing. Did you already use that? Did you already use that? Uh, oh, I think I use... you already used that no. one. I think he did. Is that the rules? I think he, I think he did use that song. I think he did. I think I did. You've yeah. been disqualified. So I'm not allowed to use that. Damn it. Yeah, disqualified. Oh, then that one's a duplicate too from another list. Oh, Chris. So then I'll use Stephen King's Biko. Stephen King? Uh, sorry, Peter Gabriel's Biko. No, I've got another <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> Like, I had no idea. <laughs> he wrote that? That's <laughs> awesome. Songs too. What is with what? my list today? My, my, obviously, my Chris writing. had a hard time. He doesn't it? want to think about dying. Yeah. Nor do I. No, nobody does. Right? No? So, Peter Gabriel's Biko. Biko. Okay, sure. Which might be, that could be the one that, um, could be the rap, you know, the finale. Like, that would be the last, the last <laughs> finale? song. It's the fireworks last, and the, stuff? The, yeah, this should be fireworks, yeah. <laughs> the encore? I so, lost track. How many did I pick? Oh no! One, two, uh, three. I don't. I've lost track. My Four. list is not going to go on this long. My last one. <laughs> I think I would wrap it up with "Take Me Home" by Phil Collins. Oh, okay. All right. Right. Take me home. Yeah, that one. Because I don't remember. Yeah, that's five. I got five. Okay. And I obviously have some honorable mentions because I just couldn't do it. And, Good job. All right. I, Good I'm job. sorry. I was doing that off the cuff. <laughs> um, I'm going to nominate uh, Candace to go next. Me? Yep. All right. You're Candace. I'm Candace. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. My list isn't up. Sorry. Oh. Um, I found. I did find myself thinking, oh, do I want to make him cry? Do I want to make him laugh? I want to make him cry. <laughs> you go. You want to make us cry? Yeah. Great. A little bit. Okay. Um, okay. So my first one is "She," Elvis Costello. I just thought, oh, I'd like that song. I don't know. It's, it's a good song. Yeah, that made me cry. And I was like, that's gonna make Chris cry. So I wanted that one. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, my second one is "Remember" Harry Nilsson. Um. My third one is Times Like These, Jack Johnson. Mm. My fourth one is Time After Time, Cindy Lauper. Uh, and my last one is uh, Stay Gold, Stevie Wonder. Oh, boy. So oh. Jesus. Everyone's bawling their eyes out. Is that the closer? <laughs> That's the closer. <laughs> That's where we're walking out of the church. Oh, my God. Chris is already crying. I know. I know. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I, I started actually going fun. Um, and then I got caught up in it and I love a good cry. And so that's where I went. So great. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I want to be remembered. Uh, okay. Uh, Dave. Okay. Um, 
So mine, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place here. Um, okay. So I envision, yeah, a little bit of laughs, a little bit of crying. I don't know. But uh, I've always wanted like a raucous Irish drinking song oh, sung, yeah. at my, sung at my funeral. Yep. So okay. I'm going to go with Drunken Lullabies by Flogging Molly as my first one. Okay. Nice. And then um, I've always just loved this song and just sort of, you know, I, the next three songs are seem to be all about like flying somewhere. Um, but it's uh, Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra. Mm. Um, next one would be Shooting Star by Owl City. Uh, Learning to Fly by Pink Floyd. Yeah. And then lastly would be Unforgettable by Nat King Cole. Oh. It's got me in the gut with that one. <laughs> and to Chris's point, that is the order I would want them played. Yep. I didn't even think about that. When do these songs get played? Not to take away Kathy. I, no. when, do you, when do you play five songs at a funeral? I think you'd play them at the, you know, after people have spoken, you know, so it's at the reception or the reception. service. The, okay. I don't, I've, I, again, be, I've never been to enough. I'm sorry. Well, it could be, it could be when you're actually at the, the funeral itself and the, you know, the, usually the casket's in the room and you know, people speak and then they play some music. So you could do it there. Okay. When you've got a captive audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you could do it at the reception, you know, afterwards, like, you know, at Laura's mom's house, right. but then people aren't paying attention i yeah. want, them to I want attention. laura crying yeah i want i want this is captive audience for yeah. me so you can't leave a funeral home until these songs are done <laughs> all right i want to hear kathy's yeah. so um, kathy yeah well, I was gonna say, usually at a funeral like you do a reading or a poem and then a song follows it so you okay kind of can so i'm totally know. expecting like after someone does the first reading yeah they're gonna break out drunken lullabies by <laughs> molly <laughs> and people are just gonna go nuts okay that's fun. I can't wait for your funeral, Dave. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. I know. Too soon. Too soon. I'm sorry. Um, I'm joking, Dave. No, of course you are. Of course you are. Um, okay, so mine um, are in no particular order right now, but now I'm thinking of that based on Chris's planning of his songs. But I'm just going to say <clears throat> the order, and I have a couple of honorable mentions. So Piano Man by Billy Joel. Nice. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. Mm. That's like defining. Song. Did you already have Piano Man? I did. Okay. I didn't. Right. I did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. I didn't know. Like, I don't think I did. And okay. I was, I've had other Billy Joel songs, but right. I, I was like, God, this is what I'm saving Piano Man for of all of our top five funeral <laughs> list. I'm like, I know. Oh. And then, so, so I actually had thought of doing Only the Good Die Young, mm. but I just really felt like Piano Man. Yeah. Um, then I picked the song Hallelujah by, well, it's originally by, um, what's his name, Leonard Cohen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but I put the pentatonic song, the, yeah. their version. I like oh, wow. theirs. Yeah. Um, then I've just always been a fan of Amazing Grace in, in, at funerals and mm. church, at any kind of church ceremony. So I picked one by uh, Celtic Woman. And then I had Blackbird by Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, okay. Or McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Um, and then another church song that I love um, is on Eagle's Wings. <gasps> oh, I love that one. Yeah, and I picked the Kitty Cleveland version. Yeah, that's a great song. Um, cool. And so I love that. And then my should I just do my two honorable mentions? Sure, sure. Is Imagine by John Lennon. And then Walk On by U2. Mm. All nice. right. 
one of the songs I was thinking about, it's not an honorable mention, but one of the songs I was thinking of being like very self-serving was uh, uh, You're the Best, which is from the uh, Karate Kid movie. <laughs> You're the best around. You know that song? <laughs> Although I do like simply the best. I, I love that. That's awesome. Dave, Dave, I feel like both of us should have picked uh, Amazing Grace, but on bagpipes. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Wrath of Khan, like, Spock, Spock's funeral. Oh, yeah. 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 I'll enough. make sure to add that to the Venus and I'll remember. Okay. I had an honorable mention of Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Oh! <laughs> oh that's you a fun ender. That one yeah. Yet? yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I picked that one. I don't know if I, I don't think I did. Maybe I did. But there's an honorable mention, so. Right. Oh, I love nice. it. Yeah. Wow. I don't uh, know. This is going to be a hard playlist to get through. Nah. I will admit I try to listen to our sexy sex songs. That was that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it'll work for people who don't know us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, you know too much. Right? Like, oh, wait a, oh, wait a second. Wait a oh, second. Okay. Let's go to the funeral songs. Uh, right, right. No, talk about or a range the, of emotions. Death songs. These things. Death songs. I don't know. Death songs feel easier than funeral mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. Less, Funeral's I don't know. too personal. Yeah, funeral, I guarantee I will be crying listen, listening to this list. Well, now we have this documented for all time, right? This podcast will live forever. Right, forever. yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you have honorable mentions, or did you already say them? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, not really. There, the one was uh, "Angels of the Silences" by Counting Crows, uh, which every time I hear it, I always get choked up because uh-huh. it, it ends with the, like the lead singer like you know, screaming like "I'm gone, you know, I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm leaving today, I'm gone." It's like, oh God. Wow. So Where's that one's. Uh, I don't know if it's a literal or figure, figurative. I'm gone. Are you shaking your head at me, Kathy? Like, oh, no, I'm it. laughing because then I'm thinking of funny places he could go to. But I also like Bartender by Dave Matthews Band. I think that's it's not really a death-related song, but there's something about Is it. Is it it's a al- drinking song like Dave's? Yeah, kind of. And it's also really long. I like the idea of a drinking song. Yeah. <laughs> so And then Fearless by Pink Floyd, which is also... Um, there's like this big chant that happens at the end. It also makes <laughs> me think of... Funeral type stuff, uh, and Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. Mm. But anyway, the kind of ran- like I said, it was just a. Uh, I'm happy with my top five mm. and my honorable mentions. I think I sorted them properly. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, All then, right. Uh, anything else for uh, these minutes? No, I look forward to the next five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad Why? these are done. Why? What's what happens in the next five? Ooh. Ooh, There's oh. a steamy scene. Oh, we should have saved our sexy sex songs for that. I'm sure yeah. we can think of another. <laughs> Did we think of sexy sex songs? Was that? I thought those were disco songs or no, nightclub no. bands. No, uh, what sexy, are sexy sex songs? songs. Sexy sex time, sir. How did we come up with that? Because oh, there was a lot of sex in that scene. Yeah. yeah. So making love. Ugh. All right. <laughs> Ew, Chris. On that note. Ew. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, why don't you, uh, we'd love to hear about the songs you want to play at your funeral or your sexy sex songs. If you haven't shared that with us yet, um, you can find us out on the internet. We're at the high fidelity top com. We're on Instagram and Twitter as at high fidelity men. We also have a pod, uh, yeah, podcast. We're also on Spotify as the high fidelity top five podcast. So all our playlists are, are out there, including, yeah. um, uh, including, uh, our listener lounge, which is on Facebook. So if you join the, the High Fidelity Listener Lounge on Facebook, we actually have playlists from 
the listeners who have yeah. contributed their own sexy sex songs and what have you. So we'll have a funeral list out there soon. <laughs> Man, this is a charming podcast. Um, and uh, we're also going to ask, if you haven't already, to uh, uh, head on out and rate and review the show. We'd love to get your feedback and love to uh, uh, help people find us. So please Can tell I you. rate it? Yeah, I think you can. I think that's part of it. Well, I think we have one rating. It's like rating voting right. for yourself. Yeah, we have one rating right now. I think it's me. So, oh, you know. oh, I need to do that. And, and my mom and dad. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, rate and review, please, and tell your friends. And uh, we'll be back again next week talking about minutes uh, 91 to 95 of High Fidelity wow. here at the High Fidelity Minute. Bye for now. Bye. Take Bye. Care.